Kendrick Oakley here with Real Life Church, and this is our weekly podcast. Hey, enjoy this word. Last week we talked about uh, culture, as Pastor brought the word, we talked about culture and um, how culture lives beyond us. What we reveal, we, uh, we value, and it becomes our culture. And so today we're going to really talk about culture values um, and, that, and that being the culture of pursuit. But before I start, I want to kind of share my heart. Um, since you're already up here, I'm going to use you. Can I get you to come here for a second? This is my, my little brother and my father. Can we give them some honor as they come? Yeah. You're going to hold one end of that. So y'all know I like to use illustrations. And in my head, it always is way cooler than how it actually ends up. But you got to use your imagination. So I'll get this out of here. So, so a revelation I got when Dennis Peacock came um, for the ATI. And a revelation that I got was um, from what he said was, as Christians, we have to learn how to hold our breath underwater. And when he first said it, before he explained it, I was like, huh? Like, what does that even mean? And he said, we have to learn how to hold our breath underwater. Christians uh, spend more time above water than underwater. Um, uh, he says something like, we have to learn how to be scuba divers. We have to learn how to go deep. Um, so the water represents the Holy Spirit. This the water is what that represents. This is above air. And so uh, I recently, because I produce music, I, we recently made a song, um, and it, it's called uh, Into the Deep. And one of the lyrics in this, he has us in the water so deep, it, it makes them feel that we can't breathe. And so the world doesn't understand what it's like to pursue God at a deep level. So, that, so they think that it's too much or that we're doing too much. So this is what it looks like as, as Christians. This is, um, and I'm not bashing or anything like that, but this is what American Christianity looks like. We're here. We need something. We don't. We need something. We don't. We need something. This is water. I'm supposed to be swimming, but I can't like talk and swim at the same time. Um, but that's what American Christianity looks like. Instead of us staying into the deep, staying under here, this is the place where we stay. We do not prostitute God. Do you hear me? We do not just use God for, no, God needs us to stay underwater so that we can spread. For the ones who do not understand, they will understand by the way that we live our lives. Um, and that's in pursuit. So the deeper we go, the deeper we pursue him, the deeper we know his heart, the deeper we know what he longs for, the deeper, this is how it spreads. This is where discipleship comes from. And it all comes from pursuing God. So thank you guys. I was gonna go deeper into that, but we won't, no pun intended. Um, so yeah, that's, that was really what's, what was on my heart is about staying into the deep. Um, since we were on the culture of pursuit, I didn't have this originally in my notes. Uh, but because we're on pursuit, I really felt that that was very needed and that we have to learn how to hold our breath 
underwater. We have to learn how through the trials and through the tribulation to continue to pursue God. And so here at Real Life Church, we are a people who want to passionately pursue God. What that looks like is not, when we say pursue God, we're not just saying when we get together, when we come together. What pursuing God looks like is in our homes. Because you will never see a true pursuit in the body if there is no pursuit at home. If, there's, if the family unit doesn't have a pursuit of God, when we get here together, there's no way as one big family that we'll be able to pursue God. It looks like that in our homes. It looks like that in our businesses. Because if we are to be Christians, Christ-like, many Christ, we are to take on his character of course, we have our own personalities and we have our own uh, traits or how we do things, but we have the character of Christ. And this is where the transforming of the renewing of our mind comes from. We have to transform. Our mind must be like Christ. And so this is in our, our homes and our businesses. So this leads me to my first question. This isn't my main question, but it's my, my first question. And that is, what is pursuit? What does that even, even look like in the life of Christians? Um, and so the definition of pursuit is actually uh, to seek, to attain, or accomplish a goal over a long period of time. And so this isn't something that you just walk into, is this pursuit. This is something that, because in American Christianity, we want it now. Just in America in general, period, we want things right now. The other day I was driving home after we played basketball and I was like, man, I want to stop somewhere and get something to eat. I don't feel like going home and cooking something to eat. And so we want it now. We want it fast. Uh, But this pursuit is a journey. We're in this for the long haul. It's a journey. And so the enemy's goal is to keep us from pursuit because it's in the place of pursuit that we actually begin uh, where God begins not only to become more clear, but where he becomes near to us. And so the enemy does everything in his power. And I see this too often in precious hearts and precious souls where they're drug away by the enemy because what they're pursuing We were created to worship. We were created to pursue something. We were created for that purpose. But that that purpose gets distorted. And so I've seen it too many times that the enemy distracts us and puts things in our lives that become a distraction. And then the thing is, whenever it becomes a distraction for too long, that's what's natural to you. This is my life. And people begin to carry the wrong characteristics, uh, and they carry the lifestyle that God did not intend for them to carry because they strayed away or they weren't uh, in tune with what God wanted for them. So uh, little sin for too long becomes pleasurable to us. And so I'm going to read this scripture. And so if you want to write these scriptures down, you can. Um, It's James chapter 4, 7 through 10. It says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Other translations say come near to God and he'll come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves 
before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. And so this isn't like a, uh, what the scripture is saying it is not saying like we just need to walk around sad. No, it's, what it's saying is we have to have this revelation and this understanding that the way that we live our lives and the way that we pursue God in our lives is very vital and it's very important. And so not that, it's not that we walk around in gloom, but we keep ourselves humble because pride comes before a great fall. And I've seen that plenty of times, even in my own lives, to, even in my own life to where I've, my pride has built me up. And no, I'm not going to repent for that. I'm not going to repent to God for that. I'm doing this right, or I think that I'm doing something, or I think I'm pursuing God right, uh, or the correct, in the correct manner, and I'm not. And, and it caused and it led to a fall. Um, so my second question is, is our love and pursuit of God increasing? And that's a very vital point as well. And question to ask, and I'm huge on self-evaluation. Um, I'm always constantly evaluating myself. Um, he always has me evaluating myself. Um, and I don't always like the things that I see, but I really, I truly believe if we don't ask ourselves these questions, like these questions that I'm asking you, I've already asked myself um, in self-evaluation. So is our love and pursuit of God increasing? There's an unlimited amount of glory that we can step into, so our pursuit should always be there. God is infinite. There is no, he's outside of time, he's outside of measure, so he is infinite. And so whenever we pursue God, there's unlimited, there, there's this thing that people say and how they act or respond to God is like, oh yeah, he's reached that level. And there is, there's, no, there's no level because with God is infinite, and so we just go deeper inside of him we go deeper we have a deeper revelation what's the difference between a pastor and a newcomer it's the revelation that they have and going deeper within him and so here are three uh key ways of pursuit and those three key ways are the word of god if you're writing this down it's the word of god worship and prayer these are the three key ways of worshiping our father Our lifestyle, before I even go further into that, number one, first and foremost, the word of God is the most important of, of them all. Because without knowing the word of God, we don't know the character of God. Without the word of God, we don't know how we are to function. We don't know how God's like. Whenever you see different ideologies of what we think God is like, it's a lack of revelation. It's a lack of reading the word of God because it says it clearly in the word. And then you see those believers who are, who are in one, oneness and unison, uh, and that's because they have the revelation of what the Father is like. Um, and so it's being a son. It's knowing the word of God. Uh, it's diving deep into the word of God. Without the word of God, we don't know how or who God is. In first, uh, or not first John, John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, the, in the beginning was the word. It already existed. The word was God. And the word was with God. So the word of God is God. And we have to begin to see this. So, yeah, it really hurts my heart to see. I am very passionate. And this morning in our rally, it, I really kind of released my passion. And I was trying not to, like, do that to you guys either. Uh, but it might come out in this session, this section because how passionate I am for this. Um, because it hurts my heart for believers how do I say this? 
It hurts my heart for believers who are pursuing God to not have this revelation and this yearning for him, for his heart. Uh, when we, we lift our hands in worship or when we lift our hands in, in praise and we, we have this, uh, how do I say this? We have this uh, apathy. There's no passion. There's no desire. And I really truly believe God wants to break this mentality in his people because the praise and his worship uh, it obviously comes from the word of God, knowing the word of God, knowing his character and knowing how he functions because you won't stress anymore if you know your father's going to take care of you. There's no stress. There's no, nothing you're, you're not worried about the cable bills. You're doing everything that you can because you know God. You know how he functions. Just like I've preached before, if my, I know exactly what, if I don't uh, clean my room every day when I was younger, my dad's going to say something to me. Every single time, never failed. It wasn't like, I, it was no day that he rested, like, at all. So, like, if I, if I came home, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich. If I ever did that, right downstairs, don't Trey. Is your room clean? Are your chores done? Huh? Every single time. And it never failed. But the thing is, I know him. So in my head, I was already processing that. I was like, all right, he's going to come downstairs. Once I hear the stairs, I'm going to go around. And then I'm going to go up the stairs. And I'm going to go into my room. And I'm going to act like I was cleaning my closet. <laughs> but the thing is, what I'm saying is that I know him. I know my father. So I know how he's going to respond to things. I, most of you guys, I know you. I know your characteristics. So I know how you're going to respond to things. And that's why you don't really see me get flustered too much. There's some, there's some people, some people like the close ones that can get to me and pick at me. But um, what I'm saying is we know each other. And because we know each other, we know his, I know his character. I know how he will respond. And so whenever you know your father, your heavenly father, you know how he's going to respond. When somebody's cussing you out, somebody does something you don't like, um, somebody does something against you and you want to lash back out, my first mentality is, oh, God, I better pray for them because I, I know how I am with my kids and I know how he is with me. I'm his son. Oh, they have a root. Whenever somebody flips me off, whenever I'm driving down the street, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, please protect them. Don't make them crash, God. I know you love me. I know. And so that's how my mentality is because I know my father. I know my father. And it's in this place of pursuit Okay, Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 through 18. It says, this is uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. A lot of us know the story. Boy, I'm about to, this, this right here, whenever I read this, I was like, these guys are G's. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and they're not scared of nobody. They're the real ones, for real. It says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from the power, uh, your majesty. So they were talking to King Nebuchadnezzar at this point. It says, but even if he doesn't. So there's a song that Daniel, I thought I saw him in here. Oh, hey, guys. Daniel and Nicole showed us. Um, and it goes perfectly with this song. It's, there's another in the fire. So if you want to write that down, look it up. It's amazing. And this scripture comes to life. But... He said, even if he doesn't, we will never worship your gods. We will never. A lot of us, if, if God doesn't do for us, and uh, I'm not giving him my time. I didn't, see, I didn't see this healing. I didn't see this breakthrough in my finances. God didn't come through in this area. He's God. 
He's in control. We are not in control of anything. And this is what you, this is what you see right here. They said, no, our God will save us, but even if he doesn't, there's no way that we're going to worship your God. There's no way we're going to worship this uh, golden statue that will fade, that will go away and never be used again. Does anybody know where that statue is right now? Anybody in here? No? No. I don't know where it is, but I know where God is. And so that's the thing. We have a different, there's a revelation to be held, a revelation that they has. I'm going to keep reading it. But even if he doesn't, we want to make this clear to you. So that's when they went G mode. Let me make this clear. Even if he doesn't save us. Okay, so that was the word of God. We're going to go into worship. I'm going to really try to be quick. I really believe, and this is something that's huge, huge, huge on my heart. I truly believe that the way that we worship has been distorted. If I ask, and I won't, but if I did ask, what is worship? Probably the worship team will answer like in the general sense or whatnot, but a lot of people believe that worship is singing or it's a song or it's a dance. And I want to tell everybody that is a form and it's an expression of worship and praise. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is surrenderance. Worship is something that we've embodied. We were created to worship, surrenderance, and adoration to the Father. So, yeah, I I really believe that we've reduced and minimized and and compressed the way that we worship uh, to songs. And that's that's, uh, a dangerous place to be in because it doesn't take us deeper into God. Singing these songs, you feel it. I know you feel it. But when you walk out of here, do you feel it? When trials and tribulations come, do you feel it? That's a question. You do? Do you? Whenever you get upset throughout the week, if you do, you do. I mean, that is what it is. But I'm talking about in general. For most people, whenever we, you take us out of this element to where we're all happy, we're singing songs together and, or whatnot, uh, we take us out of this element and let's let the wrong thing happen. Let the wrong person say the wrong thing to you. All this is gone. None of this, none of this, everything we're, even if he does, all this stuff doesn't matter anymore. All that's long gone. And that's staying in this place of worship, for real worship, adoration, so that when we come here, here is what worship looks like. Worship looks like throughout the week. We're surrendered to God, his will, not my will be done, but your will be done. And so this is what it looks like throughout the week. And then when we come here, we express what we've already been going through throughout the week. Our worship is expressed here together. So worship is not a song, but it helps us express what we already feel inside. So whenever you, whenever we're like, you know, put your hands together, come on, everybody, get excited, come on. And everybody's like... I'm not really feeling it. What are you not feeling? We need another, there's a different talk we need to have because he's inside of you already. So what are you not feeling that I am feeling? I know y'all see me acting crazy. I know y'all see me almost knocking my, I'm I'm sure I've knocked my piano down at least twice. I'm sure Kirk's knocked my piano down about 10 times. I almost had to get a new piano. (laughs) What 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 are they feeling that I'm not feeling? It wasn't here. The music was just off, and there was no. He's inside of you. You're just expressing what you already felt on the inside. 
This is just an expression. Well, they're going to look at me weird. I'm, I'm looking at you weird. You're not worshiping. You're not praising God. This is a true reverence to the Lord, to our king. Even as my, I was just about to say it, and my mind starts processing all the things that God has brought me through, all the like, things that he didn't have to do for me. All the stuff that he's brought us through, and we can't just express to him what we feel. This is the place of worship. This is true worship. This part right here, when we come together, that's just an expression of what he's already done for us. Amen? So you guys do agree with me? Solid. We're going to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out real quick. <laughs> another place of pursuit is prayer. In the place of prayer. And this is another very vital area. So yeah, as we were discussing this, and uh, when we were coming up with these, we were discussing this, and uh, we felt that prayer was a very, uh, was one of the key elements of pursuit. Um, if you do not have a lifestyle of prayer, which God has tremendously changed my look on prayer and my prayer life, and intercession in general, uh, we are all intercessors, we are all wor worshipers, we are all praisers. Um, there's some people who are anointed to lead the people into that atmosphere, into that, you know, realm. Uh, but every single one of us are worshipers. And so, like, even on the worship team, like I was just saying, we're talking on the topic of prayer. Uh, but I told them, we don't, we're, before anything, we're intercessors. We totally flipped it because we, we have to be interceding over one another and knowing the heart of God. And so in the place of prayer, and listen, I was going to say this earlier, and then I didn't. It was one of the ones I skipped, but I'm going to say it now, um, is the word of God, obviously, is the reflection of both, of worship and our prayer lives. So our prayer lives are echoes or mirror images of the word. Our worship is mirror images of the word. So the songs we sing, the Lord is my light and salvation, whom shall I? The Lord is. Whom shall I be? One more time, the Lord. I told you I was going to test you. Be afraid. The Lord is my light. So that song. Straight scripture. When you have a revelation, when you read the word, you'll see David's heart when he's saying, the Lord is my light. He is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? There is no one that I should be afraid of. That is the word of God. So our worship is an echo of God's word. And when you know the word of God, I know we're, I'm kind of bouncing right now. I'm going back to the word. But when you know the word of God, your worship changes. Because the songs that we sing now make sense to you. I see what David was going through. He had armies surrounding him. He says, I still don't fear. I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. The Lord is my light. He is my salvation. And so you begin to see our songs come to light. Does anybody know another song? What's another song? That scripture. Nobody? This is how I fight my battles. Y'all sound good? 
This is how, this is how I find my scripture. All that scripture, scripture, scripture. Any, anything else? The Lord's Prayer. Scripture, all of the scripture. How's that start? In heaven, hallowed be your name. Scripture. They asked Jesus, how should we pray? How should he say, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So all this that we're singing is just scripture. And so this is, oh, I was on prayer and I went right back to worship and the word. But, I know, right? Our prayer life, you can tell I'm a worship director. Uh, our, prayer life, our prayer life has to be consistent. Like I said, I'm, I'm stepping into it in this season. I've, been, I've prayed, I've been a prayer warrior, I've been an you know, interceder, uh, but I didn't carry that mantle. I didn't carry that, I didn't embody it as in, like, this is who I am. I'm like, no, I'm a worshiper, and I'll worship, and I'll let them pray. No, we are all prayer, uh, prayer warriors. We are all interceders, and this is a way of pursuing God. It's knowing his heart. It's our means of, of connection with him. It's our means of, you, if I don't talk to someone for, forever, I don't, next time I see them, I'm like, oh, is it awkward? Is it the same as it was? Have you done anything different? Have you changed any? And so it gets awkward whenever we don't communicate for a long time. And if anybody in here should know, when you haven't talked to someone for a while and there's no reason for it, you've been at that place where you're like, what's wrong with them? Why haven't they? Did, they not, did I do something wrong? Did I? And these are the thoughts that begin to creep up in us when we lack, lack communication with the Father. So we want to constantly pursue him in the place of prayer. Amen. So with all of this being said, when we come here and we pray, which I know we're going to implement a lot more of prayer, which we have Monday night prayers. Um, we have Monday night prayers. We pray here in the mornings. Um, and then also our lifestyle of worship. And I really want to press that uh, and charge that to the people of a lifestyle of worship, not singing songs. When we come here, I, when we come here, I want to see this place going crazy. I want to see that because that lets me know that your worship throughout the week was phenomenal. That shows that your worship throughout the week was, was with God and to God. Um, so without... Without pursuing God, when we sing, we're just singing to sing. It's not singing to pursue God. Or we make singing the goal. Or we make our prayer lives the goal. But we don't want that to be the goal. We want our pursuit of God. It's about who we are worshiping. It's not about the worship in general. That's not what we're trying to go after. It's not about worship in general. It's not about prayer in general. Because then that becomes the goal. But our goal in worship, our goal in the reading the word, and our goal in prayer is to reach the Father and to pursue the Father.